0: Hello, 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 and welcome into another episode of Topic Thunder, episode 216. It is just after the Los Angeles Clippers game in Oklahoma City, and I am riding solo tonight. Uh, Unfortunately, because nobody likes to talk about a loss alone. But that's what the situation calls for, uh, and, and so it must be done. Uh, the Clippers are really good, it turns out. Uh, I don't know if any of you knew this prior to the game, but I, I hope you are now well informed of this fact. It turns out when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are both healthy, along with the likes of Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, Landry Schammett, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they just have a lot of talent on that team. They're more talented and they have more depth than we do. And ultimately, that was what turned us in. Uh, so the final score of this game was 109.94. And it wasn't a pretty loss. Really, no loss is particularly attractive, but this one was just downright ugly. Uh, not as much so as the Bucks game, but definitely one you don't want to, uh, you know, watch back again. Uh, but oddly enough, not really oddly, there's a reason for it, but it, it just didn't feel like Oklahoma City was playing poorly as much as they did in Milwaukee. It felt like the offense was actually kind of there. It was sloppy, but it wasn't so bad that it wouldn't be enough to win an average game of basketball against perhaps somebody against a team that wasn't arguably top three in the league and their defense was really 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 good and we're going to talk about that more in a minute it's just that like i said the clippers are more talented they have more depth they they just have too many weapons and you. With two superstars and a lot of depth, that's kind of the recipe for success in the league, uh, which is why they are title contenders. Um, and I think it needs to be mentioned that, as we've mentioned on this podcast, the Clippers do not care about their ranking and the standings. They just want to get home court for the first round, maybe the second round, and then they believe they can win any, against any team. So to go into this game saying, oh, the Clippers are third and we're only, what, four games back from them is doing a disservice to the Clippers because their record does not speak for their talent. If the Clippers were trying and Kawhi wasn't on load management every other game and neither was Paul George every other game and uh, and some some other players were playing a little bit more than they probably are now, this team would be up with the Lakers. They are in the same uh, tier, talent-wise, as the Lakers. So you kind of have to look at it from that perspective. The Clippers are not a common third seed with a 41-19 and ranking. They are much better than that. And we unfortunately had to see that in... Uh, you know, in the first person perspective tonight with their match in Oklahoma City losing by 15 points, it kind of felt like it was about that margin of deficit the entire second half. I looked it up just now, and <clears throat> the deficit was only single digits for exactly 15 seconds of the second half. So that just kind of tells you where things were. Um, it, it just they just didn't have enough. They it, they just kind of kept it right where it was the entire second half. They didn't really gain anything, they didn't really lose anything in particular. They just kind of didn't they just didn't do anything. It was a net zero value overall and when the first half has things like a 14 point a 14-0 run and another small run or a couple small runs in the first quarter, you're, that deficit is already in the double digits at the end of the first half. You have to do better than that in the second half. You can't just have a net zero rating overall. It wasn't a, technically a net zero rating, but I think you get what I mean. So it just was enough. That's That's kind of all it was. Now, is this... I I don't think this is something to be worried about. This is a top three team, in my opinion. We just played the best team, uh, statistically in the league, uh, and both of those were losses. They were definitely large losses, but those were expected losses, regardless of the margin of deficit. And I don't think it's accurate to use those. On their own, without any other context, and say, "Well, Oklahoma City is kind of slipping a little bit." I think they're. I think they're still a good club. I think there's just this is just two really good teams back to back. It's three game, or you're going on three days of rest, which has its pros, but also has its cons because you're not playing basketball for three days. You're going to be a little rusty. We saw that in the first quarter. Definitely felt like they were rusty. I, I don't think that's anything to be alarmed about or even worried about or concerned about. Don't even, don't even have any negative thoughts about it. If you do, stop right now because this is, this is expected. Tomorrow is the second game of a back-to-back in Detroit. Detroit is a team that we should win against, and that will be a better test for this Oklahoma City squad as to where we are relatively speaking, to the rest of the league. If that's another blowout loss, be concerned. But I don't think it will be. I think it's, it'll be a win. It might be a close win. We've had a lot of close wins to a lot of different levels of talent this season, but I think it'll be a win. Um, so I think tomorrow is going to be a better test of that, and I think right now it's better to just kind of take today for what it is and not necessarily jump to any conclusions. And I know Twitter will not jump to any conclusions if I know, um, I know that social media platform like I do. So no need to continue that any further. Uh, that said, I do want to talk about the energy in the fourth quarter. I was a little disappointed. I didn't think the same energy we have seen in some of these comebacks that we have been privileged to witness. I don't think it was the same type of energy. I thought it was kind of like 80% roughly, the energy that you would expect. There was just really dumb plays, sloppy plays, very strange missed shots. Not even just a missed shot, it would miss by it a lot. uh it just didn't feel like they thought they could win, and the game was still within that fifteen to twenty point margin at the beginning of the fourth quarter, which is not insurmountable. We've come back from twenty seven points, granted that was over you know that was a little bit more time, but nineteen points is not that hard to overcome. It's definitely difficult, but it's not the hardest thing in the world to do. And if you believe in yourself and you think you can do it, you should have that energy to do so. But it kind of felt like the team was so deflated at that point, they felt like they couldn't keep up with the Clippers. Which, you know, there's some argument there. Like I've already mentioned, they're more talented on like a in raw talent. But... You know, that doesn't mean as a as a competitor that you give 80% for the last quarter of the game. I don't think any NBA player would say that's what you should do in that situation. So I was a little disappointed in that. And I felt like even because in that fourth quarter, it just stayed around the same. And granted, like half, well, not really half, probably like three to four minutes at the end was all bench players. So that's a different story. but the first nine minutes thing they were still running their main offense. They could have easily made some runs if they just, I think they just could have put a little more effort in. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so that's sort of what could have been. I just, I just felt like there was something left on the floor that shouldn't have been. Um, but we'll never know at this point. Uh, We must now jump into the most important play of this game that didn't actually happen during game time. It happened before game time. The best six seconds of this entire night was Steven Adams successfully landing a water bottle after he flipped it, and very immediately and gracefully going into a dab that was caught on camera perfectly. Uh, just shows you how he is a god amongst men. I have already said this on Twitter, but I'm going to say it again. Fantastic play from Steven Adams. Just just some good old Steve-O silliness to start the game. I loved that. Um, I already mentioned defense. I think it needs more... I think we need to elaborate on that a lot because Lou Dort freaking... I, I don't have any words to describe how impressed I was with him this entire time. I've been seeing the excitement with Dort everywhere and I'm like, great. You know, I hope he's good. I understand how he's been playing so far, but I just haven't been able to like totally set into him. I still have kept my reservations that Ferg should have some contribution to this team which we'll talk about in a second with some of our Twitter questions, but Dort's freaking, he won me over tonight, man. He, he was like, if I was one of the, the freaking bachelorettes on The Bachelor or whatever it is, he, he gave me his rose tonight and I accepted it. I am all in on Lou Dort defensively. He still has a lot to do offensively, but defensively, I am 100%. I am taking that rose. Sign me up because Lou Dort put the freaking clamps on Kawhi Leonard. You know, the two time finals MVP and like arguably the best player in the league besides Giannis and maybe LeBron. I mean, what? Like, Kawhi has got. Probably four or five inches on the guy. And inches. I don't know what I just said there. Four or five inches on the guy. And like he stopped him consistently. I don't know what his stats were. I haven't looked it up yet, but just eyeball testing, Kawhi did not have a good game simply because of Lou Dort. That was amazing. Uh, he was nine for 20 tonight. He'd end up with 25 points, but that's on 20 shots that's insane dude if you can hold Kawhi to that field goal percentage man I this guy's still a two-way player I know he's I know they're waiting to do the contract after his like his two-way is up because that's you know less days that he has to have a contract and money wise that makes sense but he's still in a two-way contract that's unbelievable Yeah, he just he just won me over. And then New Orleans well blocked Reggie Jackson to, like, Detroit again. It was just it was such a satisfying moment. I hate Reggie Jackson so much, and I love New Orleans well so much. It was just, like, two things coming together so perfectly. It was just, it was heaven. It was heaven for, like, a couple seconds, and then it quickly uh, dissipated after, I think, uh, New Orleans well got it it didn't go well on the other end. Let's just say that. Um, The other thing, uh, later in the game, more in the second half, I hold to this very moment that if Montrezl Harrell were to go out into public, not on a basketball court, but in just some other situation, let's say he stubs his toe or um, a scary dog comes after him and he yells for whatever reason, the nearest person to him with a whistle will blow it. Like, that's just the law of physics at this point. Uh, Because every time Montrezl Harrell will go to the basket, he just yells. He doesn't even have contact. He'll just yell as if he's getting hurt. And the refs are like, oh, that must mean he's hurt. We must blow the whistle. That's how this goes. No one would ever yell deceptively that that would never happen in this league come on they blew the whistle every time and there was just a lot of fouls on him and I know I feel like I have to preface this every time and I'm going to I'm not saying the refs won this game for the Clippers clearly in this situation didn't even matter because they were up by a tremendous amount of points the entire time but it was annoying I can still say I'm annoyed by it And it happened to Paul George a couple times. There was one play where Muscala got fouled. And the ref himself looked up at the monitor to see if he was right or wrong. Come on, like, have some confidence in your calls, at least. If you're doing that, it tells me, like, oh, I don't actually know if I was right or wrong. Let me go check the monitor. Oh, you're out of a coach challenge. Oh, well. Why are you out of of a coach's challenge? Because the other play that we got wrong was very clearly right, so you had to call it a coach's challenge anyway. Oh, well, whoops. Sorry. (sighs) I'm on my high horse today. I'm on mini soapboxes stacked on top of one another. Uh, Michael Cage also wants everyone to know that his number was retired first in San Diego State, not Kawhi Leonard's, and that he has all the records because he played four years there and Kawhi only played two. So this is me acknowledging it on an audio medium. I've already acknowledged it on a physical medium. But I just want to get the good word out because he seemed very emphatic about it and not even in like a joking way. He was like dead serious, like, Listen, guys, I was in there first. That means something. So I was like, all right, Michael Cage, what did you say? I mean, sure. Um, Doc Rivers called a coaching challenge up 19. Thought that was really rude. He also had the challenge accepted, which I thought was the wrong call, which just was like salt in the wound. So I don't know why Doc Rivers hates OKC so much, but whoever... Or whatever happened, whoever did this, or whatever happened to cause this, needs to be rectified because he clearly hates us. And I like Doc Rivers. I don't want. I don't want this beef that is supposedly present. So I just wanted to point that out as well. Um, that was kind of all I had. Uh, oh, last thing, not related to basketball, the halftime show in this game. Was electric. If you do not have NBA League Pass, not to brag, I have the one without commercials so I can watch the halftime show as well. If you didn't see it, go find it, YouTube it, Google it, whatever. I forget the guy's name, but he's an acrobat slash dog trainer, which is the craziest combo of talents I've ever seen because he starts off doing like normal acrobatic stuff where he's like on his hands. He's balancing himself on two hands or one hand on this really tiny little stick and like rotating around. It's really cool. And it's like, all right, yeah, I've seen this, but and it's still cool. Like I could never do that. I don't have the core strength to do that. And it looks like he's done. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, this dog comes out and they just start doing all these cool tricks where he's like acrobating, and the dog is like on his feet while he's upside down. And he's like doing a handstand with the dog on top of his feet. It's wild. You have to go see it. Um, so shout out whoever that guy is. If anyone goes and watches it, please let me know what his name is because he was, that was awesome. I'm always a little bit skeptical about people that have dogs that do that because it feels like they went through a really harsh training to do that. I hope that wasn't the case. It felt like the dog kind of liked him. So maybe there wasn't anything shady going on, but I, I'm always, you know, skeptical so that either way it was really cool so great halftime show that was another bonus that really didn't matter at all to the end of this game uh, so that's all i have um you want numbers let's get numbers in here we have uh shagel just alexander 7 to 12 for 15 points um three blocks he was having a, actually a fantastic game defensively Uh, Chris Paul with 14 points and seven assists on five 11 shooting. We have Steven Adams not having a great day, great day shooting only four points, but did get 10 rebounds. Um, Lou Dort was the only man in the starting lineup with a, a plus in the plus minus box score. Everyone else was horrendously low. Um, he had a plus 11. Abdul Nader actually also had a plus, so shout out Abdul Nader. Abdul Nader has been playing incredibly well. I just want to mention again to all the haters, stop hating on this guy. He is a legit role player. I I don't want to say I told you so, and I won't because I'm a good person. I would never do something like that, so I won't say I told you so, and you should have been listening to me the whole time, but I won't do that. But shout out Abdul Nader. He's been great. Um, and then Dennis, nine and 19, 24 points, pretty decent night. Um, but there was just, there just wasn't enough offense to go around. And, uh, you know, when you don't make your baskets, you don't win the game. I don't know if any of you know that. But it's true. All right. Let's get into some Twitter questions. And I was originally gonna do something of a mailbag this weekend because I realized I kept forgetting to answer many of the Twitter questions we were getting. So I'm gonna actually go back to some old ones as well as some of the ones you tweeted in today, at least the old ones that are still relevant, um, just cause I don't want you to feel left out, you know? Um, and I'm gonna keep talking until I find it. There we go. Um, this comes in from at DN4 STY. He says, so if you had to place a bet on OKC winning over 51 games, would you make that bet? Now I know with 50 games at one point, uh, this was I believe before the Bucks game, we had to go 13 and 10, which means now we should be going 13 and 8. To win 50 games, uh, let, me, let me make sure that's correct. So we are currently 37 and 24 so, uh 61 games. So we have 21 more. Yeah, 13 and 8. Okay. So in order to win 51 games, you would have to go 14 and 7. Uh, that's tough. Um, man, those two losses really hurt. Because before then, I was really confident we'd get 51, and now it's sort of yish, you know? Uh, so the next two games are really easy, Detroit and New York, uh, but then we have Boston and Utah, and then it's Memphis, Washington, or sorry, Minnesota, Washington, Memphis, Atlanta, Denver, Miami, Charlotte, Golden State, Denver, and then in April, Phoenix, Clippers, Lakers, those, that back-to-back is just a doozy. Brooklyn, New York, Memphis, Utah, and Dallas. So if you pencil in, like, the Lakers games, and let's just say we lose both Denver games, just for devil's advocate's sake, um, that's four. And then you've got Utah twice. So maybe let's say we lose one of those. That's five. We have Boston, who's playing really well right now. We play them in like five days. So I would say that's a pretty tough game. So let's say that's six. And you've got pretty much everyone else under 500 except for Miami and Dallas. That's tough, you know? you got to win one of those games and then presumably win all the other games under 500. is no guarantee uh if i had to bet on it i'd probably put down i don't know probably put down like 50 If it was to win 50 games which is hilarious because it's only one other game but if it was 50 games for some reason i feel way better about that i would put like maybe 100 um I just, for some reason, still feel like 50 games is achievable. I don't know why 51 feels so out of reach. It just does. Saying 14 and 7 out loud seems really hard, but in my dumb brain, 13 and 8 feels totally feasible. So I, I just, that's what I think. Um. So yeah, 51, I don't know. just It's hard for me to imagine for some reason. Um, this comes in from... At Kiwi Greg five 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 four fives, uh, he says, "Great news! We have our first round pick back again." How does this make you feel? It says fell, but I think he means "feel." Uh, it makes me feel average because um, I think that is our. I don't. Is that our first round pick? So that would be. Yeah, so our first-round pick isn't going to be that good. Assuming we're, like, relatively the same in the playoffs come the end of the season. I don't know. Like, that's fine. I'd actually kind of prefer not to have it because I want this team to do better. And the better we do, the less valuable that pick is. So, I don't know. I don't really want it. Um, So it makes me feel average. That is the answer to... All right, let's dive into some more recent questions. This comes in from at just, oh, not Justin, at JLo2836, one of our very avid listeners and question givers. He says, Should Ferguson be reassigned to the blue to help out with his confidence? And I mentioned before, this was one of our Twitter questions. And uh, I definitely think, okay, well, first of all, I think we need to. Remember that Ferg actually had a pretty good game recently, like a week ago. I want to say he went three for five. He was, and I think it was one of those games where, uh, yeah, I think it was the San Antonio game where we just blew him out of the water. But still, like that before that happened, Ferg was a huge part of that offense. Um, he went three or five from deep. He was playing aggressively in the paint too. He was getting free throws. But after that game, I remember I was listening to Down to Dunk and Andrew Schlecht actually mentioned that Ferg has only taken 11 free throws on the season, I believe is that that's the number. And that's crazy. Um, it's just like you need to be taking more, <laughs> more than that. Um, and yeah, his three-point shot hasn't come back yet since that San Antonio game. Uh, so it's definitely still inconsistent, but that that game I remember gave me a lot of hope for him, and just showed that he's not all the way gone. Um. And as long as there's a ru- the other so the other part is like, who are you bringing up from the G League to replace him, or like who's filling in his minutes? That's a better option. I know Lou Dort is like there, but I don't. How many more minutes are you gonna give him? And Deontay Burton, I don't think is a better option. Uh, I mean, I guess you could fill some of Abdul Nader's minutes with his, but I don't really know. Like, I feel like he's kind of in the right spot right now with his minutes. I don't really feel like we should be giving him more. Not that it, he's bad or anything. It's just, I don't think switching him, I don't think switching Ferg with Nader does anything. Um, So I don't really know who you bring in. I don't think there's anyone in the G League currently that we're like, all right, yeah, let's get this guy in. He needs to be in over Ferg, you know? So if we're not going to replace him with anybody, then just like let him, let's just, you know, see what he can do still. Because it'd be one thing if he hasn't done it for weeks, if he's just been like pettering and pattering out there, not actually doing much. But we've already seen once at least that he's still got it in him. So I'm a little more confident to let this ride out a little bit more. So, I mean, I think as far as, like, getting his confidence up, that is a good point. I agree. So, I don't know. That's a tough question. Um, I think it would all depend on what Ferg wants, to be honest. Like, I think if the front office or... Billy Donovan comes to him and is like, hey, um, this is totally up to you, but if you want to kind of get some more minutes in the G League and just figure things out for a while, we know you've been going through a lot, blah, blah, blah. Like, we want you to be ready for the playoffs, so maybe if you want to do this, um, we would be happy to accommodate. If he's like, yeah, sure, I'll... um, i think that'd be helpful to me i think that's the best move right now then awesome but if ferg is like i i think i can do it i think i'm i i have what it takes and he's got that confidence that he can still play then let him play you know kids got confidence um so i guess that's kind of my answer that's a tough one though I, i don't really know what the real answer is um this comes in from at Lefty Flip. He says, "Does Gallo stay? Do we want him to stay bad enough to give him the money he wants? Do we have said money?" Sorry for the three parter. It's okay, dude. Um, basically, to kind of like put all these together, uh, I think. Well, we do have enough money. Is the to answer that part of the question we are really the only team that has the money and we own his bird rights so we can offer more than anybody else um so we have that leverage as far as um a potential trade is concerned because no one else can sign him even if he were to go into free agency no one can sign him for as much as we can offer him and i think gallo is looking to get the most money this season just where he is career wise and you know his injury prone career I think he's gonna get as much money as he can and deservedly so he's a great player so I think if if that's what his mindset is we can offer him the most and then I do in that because we have enough money I think we would definitely want to keep him like i i don't think there's any reason why if there's no trades on the table that sam Presti likes there's no reason to just bring him back and do it over again you know it's clearly worked and chris paul is probably going to stay for a little bit longer uh even i don't know if he'll be traded this off season but the odds are really unlikely right now. So you'd be having those two come back and you've got your young core still in place. Like, just run it back, you know? What's the harm? You're going to... I mean, there is, like, some harm because you're not developing your young players, but, like, it works, you know? So it's like you're giving the fans reasons to come watch um, at the very least. And you're, again, a playoff contender team. Shea is going to take another step, ideally. Um, I mean, you don't have Dennis there anymore, probably. I don't think he's going to stay much longer after the season. So there is that, but um, you still have a really nice core. And I think you would definitely run it back because you have the money and it's clearly worked. So, yeah, I I'm totally on board with Gallo staying, but I also totally get it if we trade him, assuming the what we get back is like makes sense, which I at this point, I'm not worried at all about that. I think anything trade related, I trust Presti to the fullest. I think he'll get it done. So all right. That'll do it for today. Thank you all for your questions. Um, I'll try to kind of jump back into some of the old ones that I miss from time to time. If I do so don't feel like you're being ignored. You are feel like you're being ignored just tweet at me a, a, a message an angry message and i'll i'll look i'll see to it um so in the meantime we'll be back probably thursday we have a game tomorrow but we will probably do the next podcast on thursday just because that's seems like when schedules line up the best so stay tuned thursday um, we will be playing Detroit, as I mentioned in Detroit, uh, as I already mentioned, uh, hopefully, an, a something that you can pencil in as a win. Detroit is 20 and 42 right now. So definitely like just bottoming out in the Eastern conference, gave up Reggie Jackson, um, like Griffin still hurt, just a very injured, uh, not very talented team this year. Um, So, yeah, I think that's definitely a win to look forward to or anticipate. But we'll see what happens. And we will cover it on our next podcast. So, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. And uh, we have our merch app on um, bonfire.com if you search um, Thunder. For some reason, it doesn't work if you search Topic Thunder. I don't know why. I'm going to try to get that fixed. But if you search Thunder, it shows up. Um. Thank you to everyone who's tweeted us your merch that came in. It's, I'm glad it actually shipped correctly, and I'm glad you all are enjoying it. So, uh, thank you, and please send those. Keep sending those in. I love seeing that. Um, and if you, so the hashtag. If you if you tweet us your merch, and use the hashtag. Woodchuck. I will retweet them all. So. If you get your merch in the mail soon, which we sh- I think we should be getting the first round in soon since we've been seeing those delivered, send us a picture of your merch with the hashtag Woodchuck. I will, I will retweet every single one of them um, in appreciation for your um, purchase as well as your avid listening to this podcast because I won't. I'm not going to put this anywhere else except the podcast. So if you listen and you do that, I know you're a real one. So get to it, you guys. Um, thank you to everyone who left us a review recently. Um, our Oh, that's right. Glad I reminded myself. So tonight I'm going to announce the winner. So if you are listening and you did gave us a five-star review for our contest that we did, you were about to win some free merch as I scroll back to find all of them. And so I'm going to use, I already put them all on the list, and I found this little, like, website online where it just picks a random one. So I'm just going to go to that real quick, and... We're going to pick a random one here. And the winner of this contest is this person's at, which is the at I am about to mention which is at jacks underscore row thank you so much for your five star review and comment you have won merch and we'll be DMing you soon um with details on that so congratulations uh we'll be doing these uh every so often we can't do them that frequently because merch is not cheap and this comes out of our pocket so you know just fyi but uh we will be doing this again so stay tuned for that and thank you to all of you guys who sent in five star reviews for this contest or not for this contest some of you have also done it for, just for the love of for the love of the pod and that's that's just great um so shout out um to jmc danny okay lark uh, JLo two eight three six two five four fanny pack great name Brax Caples uh, thank you all oh and of course Grayson who we mentioned on the previous podcast uh, thank you to all of you who uh, sent in a five star review and a comment by the way um, as mentioned before you get more votes you get more um, entries into the competition uh, Grayson I will let you know as someone who put it in, I did have you listed twice, but unfortunately the probability did not work out this time. But anytime you leave a five-star review before the contest starts, you'll be put in twice, and that will just make it more likely that you get some free merch. So it doesn't guarantee it, but it definitely increases your odds. So hopefully one of these times that will actually work out. I don't want to just pick the person who... Does it earliest, although that might make sense. I want it to be fair because then nobody would actually do the contest if I just gave it to the first person, you know? So if you do that, though, it does increase your odds. That is 100% true. So that is the contest. Thank you, or uh, chat. <clears throat> congratulations again to at jacks underscore Row. We'll be DMing you details for your merch, and uh, we hope you enjoy it when it arrives. Um, and that's all I got, folks. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Tierney NBA. Um, don't forget to uh, wash your hands for the coronavirus. Um, always remember to hoop whenever you can. And as always. <laughs>